Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Should Burry. What happen if you say what you want to say? Cannot wait to do this show. In fact, I'm jumping out of my seat with excitement to bring to you one of my favorite organizations, the Palau Organization. And not only that, I have met Luis Palau, had my photo taken with him. Andrew Palau, I've read his book. He's a man after my own heart. But the cool thing is we got the best Palau on our show right now. And that's Wendy Palau. Would you guys welcome her? I'm so thankful that she's on the show with us today. So we also thank you. We also have a co-host today, Miss Reagan Kramer. Reagan, thank you for co-hosting with me. She's in a different state. We're all in different states, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, I just love what God can do through Zoom and through uh, technology. And thank you, John, our producer back there, who's making everything happen and work. And Allie Aaron's my uh, executive assistant. Thank you for putting this all together. Um, So I am super pumped and excited about this interview, as I had said before, because today's topic is called Spiritual Warfare in Ministry. Now, you might be listening going, what is spiritual warfare, Shug? I don't even know what that is. We're going to talk about it. Now, if you're out exercising, listening, doing laundry, whatever you're doing in, in, in the corners of your world, I can't wait for you to pay close attention because the aim through this whole entire uh, talk for me is that you will understand the power of what we have in Jesus Christ over the enemy. But yes, the enemy is alive and well. Satan, we'll call it what it is. And we're going to talk about the day. We're not going to mince around with any words. We're going to get right to the point. So, Reagan, thank you for coming on again. And, Wendy, thank you for coming on, too. Wendy, um, on your website, I just love what it says. It says, shine on. The enemy wants to keep you in darkness. And so mm-hmm. one of our first questions to you will be, please introduce yourself, first of all, to our listeners so that they know who you are and what you're all about. Well, my name is Wendy Palau. I'm married to Andrew Palau, who is Luis's third son, and he's an evangelist. And um, I met my husband when Luis Palau had a crusade in Jamaica in 1993. And I'm born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica. And um, little did I know what God had in store for my life, taking me out of my beautiful little island. (laughs) Out to the northwest of America, we live in Portland, Oregon. We have three children, 23, 21, and 12. Mm. And I, we serve together in evangelism. We go all over the world, not recently, of course. But um, we love God has put a burden on our hearts for the lost, both mm. of us. And it's just interesting how our hearts and our burdens and our passion for God's glory just have united as we've walked together, married 26 years. So we've, we've had it some good years together. You look way too young for all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's how you feel on the inside. That's right. Amen. <laughs> Wendy, I, I read some of your bio, and I just absolutely love uh, what God has done through your life. And like you, I became a Christian in my mid-20s. Could you tell us how you finally totally surrendered to Jesus? 
I was raised in an amazing Christian home. My grandmother actually came to know the Lord at a Billy Graham crusade in Jamaica in 1959. Isn't that amazing? And that impacted our entire family. And so my father and mother became a believer when I was a young child. So I was raised in a wonderful home, people who love the Lord. My parents are amazing, godly people. But I had a rebellious heart, even from a very young age. And I just wanted to experience the world, walked away from the things of God, especially in, in university. I went to art school. I was a free spirit. <laughs> and, you know, the, the, I love that. God made me that way. But yeah. not living in submission to him um, took me down a very dark path, and I became very sad, depressed, um, super, super dysfunctional. And mm-hmm. in my early 20s, I realized my way was making me very unhappy, and it didn't work. And mm-hmm. it was at that time that I surrendered my life fully to the Lord. Mm-hmm. One of the things I really struggled with was growing up a Christ- in a Christian home, knowing all the things that God desired for my life and saying no to Him. And as a young woman, really struggling with whether God would forgive me and accept me back. And of course, His answer is yes, yes, and yes. Yes. But I love to share with women, there's nothing you can do that takes you too far away from the love of God. So, yeah. And then a year later, I met Andrew, and God led us into our, into our work and service and life together. So, Share a little bit how you met Andrew. It's a great story. So, he, uh, so Luis was coming to Jamaica, and I, for those of you who have lived in a city where there's been a Luis Palau Festival, you know there's a lot of work leading up to that. And my father was very involved. He's a businessman in Jamaica, but he loves evangelism. He loved ministry. And so when Luis was coming to Jamaica, they asked him to be the chairman of the, they called it Say Yes Jamaica um, Crusade. And so at the time, Andrew was not walking with the Lord. He was living in Boston. And uh, my father said to Luis, you need to bring your son to Jamaica and we said, oh, I've tried and tried to bring him to crusade for years. And my dad, if you hear him, he said, no, sir, you must bring him to Jamaica. God will speak to him. Sure enough, Louise, Andrew came. He came and stayed at our house. Oh, that's convenient. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and we, you know, we liked each other, but at the time, Andrew wasn't walking with the Lord, and I knew, and I was new and fresh in my excitement and devotion to the Lord, and I was like, oh, I like him, but he's a bad boy, I can tell, I can tell he's a bad boy, but I kind of liked him anyway, I like the bad boys, and so, but then in Jamaica, he gave his life to the Lord, and he, mm-hmm. his, everything turned around, and it's a beautiful story, it's in the book, Secret Life of a Fool. It's a great He's book. A fool, not me. Ladies, you got to get that book. It's an awesome book. I mean, I just could relate to, you know, the majority of it. You know, there's an airplane crash in it as well that we can talk about later, not today. But, I mean, you really got to get it because it just was a life-changing book for not only Andrew, but this beautiful love relationship that they have together as well. Um, so with that in mind, um, you call yourself an evangelist. I consider myself evangelist. Reagan there, she's an evangelist as well. She comes into the prisons with me from time to time. 
Um, and she just does a beautiful job speaking to women um, mm-hmm. wherever she's at. Um, but mm-hmm. when did you know? I, you know, you mm-hmm. know that word evangelist. You know, we're all called in Scripture to share the gospel, but there's a difference in an evangelist. An evangelist can see people come to Christ. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like some pastors and teachers and everybody, they can share the gospel, but they never have the privilege of seeing. Uh, people come to Christ, but that's their spiritual gifting. But as a spiritual gift mm-hmm. as being an, an evangelist, you see people come to Christ. You mm-hmm. see them raise your hands. You see thousands of people raise their hands when you're out in the masses. So mm-hmm. tell us, when did mm-hmm. you know, Wendy, that you were an evangelist? Well, you know, it, 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 the gift of evangelism is just like all the gifts. It's, it's something from God. It's, it's from him that he has given us and, um, I think it took me a little while for me to, to you know, the word evangelist, it just had such a weight to it. I mean, Louise Palau is an evangelist, yeah. you know, and uh, Billy Graham and these great godly men. And so for me, for, for many years, I would never have used that word to describe myself. And especially since I was married to an evangelist, um, I love the lost love evangelism all all the years of our life together um committed to evangelism but i don't but i would never have said i wendy palau i'm an evangelist but what happened through the years especially as when the children were little Mm -hmm. and i was at home a lot more and my 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 job my role my calling at the time was laundry, driving, <laughs> school parties, homework, soccer practice. That was my calling for the season, my number one calling for that time for these kids. But then at the same time, the burden for the loss never left me. The women I came in contact with, the kids who came into our home, women in the neighborhood. And, you know, Andrew and I just started to see women in our community Coming to the Lord, I started a Bible study for, not for Christian women. They don't need another Bible study. This is my thinking. <laughs> you know, my Bible study is for those who have never opened a Bible, but have a spiritual hunger. And that, as the years went by, I mean, I think that's when I, people started to say to me, Wendy, you're an evangelist. And I'm like, you know what? I, that's, that's what drives me. That is in my belly to see People, like you said, should say yes. I mean, that is the thing. And God has put that in me. And so now I boldly call. I mean, I really, truly believe that God has so many, speaking directly to women, evangelists out there. You, especially if you look at people who don't know the Lord and you get it and your heart is, I'm going to pray for them and I am going to show the love of Jesus to them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell them the truth of who Jesus is. You're an evangelist. Amen. Oh, that's <laughs> so beautiful. I love you so much already, Wendy. Okay. And you have three beautiful children. And I know that, you know, you've gone through a road um, with fertility and that too. And we might have to save that for another show, but I just, um, I, I'm wondering, like, you wanted those children for so long, and then you also have this burden of evangelism. So how do you, as a mother, juggle all of that currently? And then when you, you know, when God's like, yes, this is who you are, let's go. Yes. Well, Andrew has this saying, which I think is so true. You know, the light that shines the brightest 
the light that shines the furthest shines the brightest at home. And God, as we've lived in our community in Portland, Oregon, God has over and over again, I mean, you know, when Andrew's going to these places, preaching with places that I want to go, you know, the Lord will mm-hmm. say yes, but next door there's a woman. Mm-hmm. There's a woman, and you can have her in your home, and you can have your kids in her home, and you can show her Christ's love. So, you know, there's that balance. There's seasons in our lives for women, and there's seasons when I couldn't go, and now that I can, I never leave without um, specifically having a role. I just I don't mm-hmm. go to Taiwan because it's a cool place to go. I go if there's a reason for me to go and that I can share the gospel. Mm. So that's, that's usually my, my litmus test. Um, you know, they got prisons in Taiwan too, Wendy, just to let I you know. know, anywhere you go, you know, yeah. ladies, you know, that's where my heart is. You know, these women inside a prison, they need that hope. They need to have a second chance in Christ. Amen. Yes. And if you're just listening, um, my name is Sugbury. I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. And today we have the fabulous, wonderful Wendy Palau on with us. Reagan <laughs> Kramer is co-hosting with me. And we are talking about spiritual warfare in ministry. And so I know that you've seen a lot of people saved, Wendy. And um, there oh. is that that tension between watching people get saved and spiritual warfare as well. Um, but we get a front row seat to watch people cross over from death to life. God does all the work. I just got to clarify that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to be a two-part show. There's so much content. We only have like 11 minutes left on this one. Um, but there's so much content that I want to make sure that we cover that we've made this into a two-part show. So hang on for me, please. Um, what powerful events have you witnessed and seen God do through sharing the gospel at these places around the world? Hmm, that's such a that's such a broad question. I mean, I like you said earlier, there is nothing quite like seeing people say yes. I mean, when when the when all the the their thinking lines up, when the Holy Spirit is moving on their heart, when their their will submits to the will of Christ when they say yes, like Thomas, okay, yes, I believe. There's nothing mm-hmm. quite like that. To me, mm-hmm. I don't care where it is. Mm-hmm. If it's at the park with my friends, if it's speaking to women in Burundi, if it's speaking to a beautiful at a golf club with a beautiful table tables of the wealthiest women in the city. So that's the moment to me that is the greatest blessing that I'm like, Lord, I can't believe we get to do this, you know? Yeah. Amen. I love that you're saying that too, Wendy, for the women and men listening out there, that it, it it's a beautiful thing to do it one-on-one too. And just because you may have the gift of evangelism does not mean that you have to be on a platform speaking to thousands mm-hmm. of people. That a lot of times just at the grocery store in the parking lot or on a play date with another mother. And it's just as impactful and just as beautiful to see God work in that way. So thank you for saying that. Um, and so where, when was the first time you experienced or knew that you were experiencing spiritual warfare through using your gifts in Christ? Um, you know, being raised in Jamaica, I think countries, certain cultures are more aware and open to the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. And being raised in Jamaica, I, I, 
I feel it's one of the reasons I love Africa so much. There's similarities in culture. And um, so I, I think being raised in Jamaica, you know, you, you just have this constant sense that, you know, there, there's layers of what reality is. Um, moving to America, there's, you know, everything's quite a bit more sanitized and more, um, more controlled. And the enemy knows that he, he doesn't have the freedom to expose himself in the same way. So he, he attacks in different ways. And we could talk forever about that. But um, I would think one of the defining moments for me was when we were in Uganda and it was our second African festival, realizing that we were called to, to, to Africa. And um, we were in our hotel room. It's a little bit, not a long story, but I'll tell you, it's quite interesting. We were called to our, we were in our hotel room and we were preparing for the festival that night. The, the, the house cleaner knocked on the door and she said, um, I, I, I know that your husband is the preacher. I'd love to talk to you. And I said, of course, I would love to talk to you too. And she said, I need you to pray for me. And I said, I would absolutely love to pray for you. So I invited her in and we sat down and she started talking and she said, I am a Muslim. I come from a Muslim background, but the last five nights I've been having dreams. And in my dream, I've been, there's been a bright light and, um, the light says, I'm Jesus. This is Jesus. You need to find out who I am. Wow. So I said, oh, my goodness, I would love to tell you who Jesus is. That is what I live for. So I started to talk to her, share the gospel very clearly with her. And I said, would you like to receive Jesus? He loves you. He's revealing himself to you. She said, yes. She was the sweetest, most gentle soul. And um, so I said, why don't we kneel down right here in the hotel room? And I said, she's like, yes, yes. So as we began to pray, it, right away a demon manifests oh, no. himself mm, mm. in in her. She yeah. flew her body back on the ground and just started to scream, "No, no, no, no!" But I mean, all of her control and her gentleness and kindness just went out the window. And I'd never seen anything like that before. Mm. And um, Andrew mm. was in another room. He came out. And we just started to pray over her. She lifted up her head and saw Andrew. And she said, you, you, just knowing he was the evangelist. Anyway, that was just really was quite stunning. And um, yeah. I just never experienced anything quite like that. And I was shaking from fear. And there was a, a pastor that was working with us and we, in Africa. And we called her in. And we said, we need you to pray with us. And we prayed for her. She was. She did receive the Lord. I saw her days later. She was freed, and it was just so beautiful. Amen. But I think the thing that happened for me in that time was realizing the reality yeah. of the enemy yeah. in the world, and that he is real. He's there, and we are in a spiritual. There is spiritual warfare, and. I had to really fight against fear for a season because it was a very frightening experience. So that was my like, mm. first exposure, sort of. Well, yeah. you're such a tender, sweet soul. That's why you were scared. I had a similar experience in Africa. 
I was in Kenya and the gospel was being preached and I was listening to Sammy Wanoni. He was a a fabulous uh, evangelist and um, I was part of his team. And sure enough, someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, Shug, over there, you look over there. And this woman was having convulsions and all the pastors were trying to pray over her and in Swahili, I didn't understand them, but I knew what God was doing and I dropped to the ground and I creeped under all those tall seven foot pastors and I whispered to her because I knew if it was spiritual warfare, she'd be able to hear me. And I said, if you can hear me, open your eyes in the name of Jesus Christ. And you could just see her eyes open. And then I, I don't want to tell the, tell the story too long, but it was amazing. Long story mm-hmm. short, she was saved of the manifestation mm-hmm. that was happening in her body. She received mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. I went there a year later, and now she's doing Bible studies with the whole city. Oh, wow. Um, it, wow. And, you know, I mean, some of these stories, Wendy, we can tell them, and people get all freaked out and like, what? I, I remember looking up to the heavens right after that happened with her still in my arms. Yeah. I said, that was so much fun, God. Let's do it again. <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing when you know yeah. the power you've got living inside of you yes. uh, in yes. Jesus' name. He says that we can raise dead men from the grave with the power of Christ mm-hmm. in us. Um, and we don't even begin to tap it. Okay, I'm getting way too excited. Um, <laughs> we've got about uh, three and a half minutes left. Reagan, um, I know that you've got a great question for her. I'll let you jump in. Well, and I'm just thinking of Psalm 31, too, when you guys are saying that, because rescue me quickly. When I cry out to you at the sound of my prayer, may your ear return to me. Be my strong shelter and hiding place on high. Pull me into victory and breakthrough. So those are the moments when we can just cry out to God in God, in Jesus' name. Be gone, whatever the evil is. And that's so fun to see that Jesus has the power over the enemy in all situations. And greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And mm-hmm. To live in those um, moments is such a privilege, but it, it's like, wow, this is real. And so I'm glad we're talking mm-hmm. about it because we need to be fighting about, against it and battling it every day. Um, and so, Wendy, you just shared that story, but how do you, are there like small ways too that you're feeling like, okay, just in everyday life, I mean, it's not always that big and traumatic, but in everyday life, are there things mm-hmm. that you're fighting against just in ministry? Yes, and I share that story because it's interesting, first of all, that also it's like, for me, it was a time where God was teaching me how to pray. It was, it was, it was, it was almost like he was just lifting the veil and saying, Mm -hmm. if you are committed to evangelism and if you're committed to, um, calling people out of the kingdom of darkness into the dark, into the kingdom of light. Um, I, I just want to lift the veil for you a little bit, Wendy. It was almost like that's what God, and my mm-hmm. prayer life started to change. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, that is like this one extreme uh, uh, situation. Most of us, it's just like the day in, day out. For the the you know the Bible says first of all the enemy is a liar mm-hmm. he is the mm-hmm. father of all lies I think that battle that happens in our mind and in yeah. our hearts and in our spirits is more of a daily battle the Bible also says he's the accuser mm-hmm. he is the accuser of mm-hmm. the, of us of of God's children. That is a constant battle, the accusation. Many women face 
lies and accusation on a daily basis. If there's women out there listening, um, as, as I wrap up, um, can you just say a prayer over them right now? Just yes. pray over them. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We do not sit under darkness. As your daughters, we are in your kingdom of light, and the victory is won. We do not live in fear. We do not need to listen to the lies of the enemy, and we do not need to stand accused. We are free by the blood of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I pray for the women listening right now. Heavenly Father, they will turn their eyes away from what the lies may be or the accusations of their soul and turn their hearts and their minds towards you, Lord, their king and their master. Lord, maybe if there are women listening today, Father, I pray that they would take that step of submission before you yes. to become your daughter forever. Mm. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. Amen. I love you. You Amen. guys stay tuned for part two. I can't wait.